0: on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and hear feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agenda show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome world. Welcome to the welcome to the Jamie Agenda show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Hey Welcome. It's Tuesday, November the 8th, 2022. Uh, there's no NBA or NHL games today. You know, everybody's registering to vote. Well, which by the way is the last day for it. Go vote. But with that being said, uh, let's stick to the sports side. Let's go FIE versus North Texas. So this game, this game, you know, I thought it was going to be closer than, than the score indicated. But I said, but, I said, no, they they didn't put much of a fight. Um, you know, I thought, you know, FIU, FIU came in four and four, North Texas came in five and four. Um, you know, one win would get you to a bowl game on the North Texas side. If FIU wanted to win this game, you got to work harder than that. And they did not. So I want to try to make this as brief as I can on, on this game because there's nothing else to say about this, about this game or the North Texas team. Um, you know, this this team is just uh, a hot and cold type of deal. Um, You know, you know, I think I think right now they peak at this time right now. Then, you know, the past what the four, first four or five games, they started to struggle a little bit and then they're, they're starting to bring it together. It's not great on on, on the field but we just got to accept it right we just got to we just got to say you know what North Texas is 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 one of the best teams in conference USA one of we're not better than uh UTSA we're not better than well we're slightly better than than West Kentucky but that's it we don't have anybody with, I mean I I thought Florida Atlantic would come through um that's basically what what the conference USA has so in this case you do have to go go move to another conference for better competition. And better competition uh awaits for you in that conference. But with that being said, so let's dive in. All right. So Grayson James started this game. He went nineteen for thirty five for one thirty and two interceptions. Uh that's the Florida international quarterback. And I just don't know what's wrong with their program. I don't know what what, what the motto is uh when you go to Florida International. Um, you know, is your model winning or consistency? Because we know that in college football, there's always going to be the transfer portal. So when anytime that people say, okay, the future's bright, it's not bright. People transfer every year to find better, they want to win every year. They want to find, they want to be close to their family, you know, stuff like that. So when people say in college football, In any college, college football, college basketball, uh, softball, baseball, whatever sport in college may be, we can't say the future's bright because the future. If we say that, then we got to have the same amount of players playing for that team, and you know every year is different. Every year is different, but let's dive into Ani. The um, Ani went twenty-five for thirty-four for four fourteen. He threw five touchdown passes and two interceptions. He had a great game, you know, against a pedestrian offense, uh, de- defense and, an offense. <clears throat> Sorry. He was playing against a, a defense that didn't have much to give. Uh, there was not enough pressure on, on it, so he was able to do whatever he wanted. And so, and so, with that being said, man, you know, a win is a win. You know, he played, he played great on homecoming day. Um, For North Texas. Um, but at at the same time, we have to, and I'm going to get to this point in, in, in a minute. But let's talk about what this win means. The win means for North Texas is you, you're in a bowl game no matter what. Whether that bowl may be closer to home. And I'm talking about like Frisco Bowl, the Bowl in Fort Worth. Uh, I think the bowl in Dallas, the Colton bowl. Um, what else? What else bowl is in Texas? Uh, there's a lot of bowls out there. Um, I, I'm pretty sure if whatever happens, I think they're going to try to make North Texas the home, home team. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe, maybe the New Orleans bowl, maybe the, uh, New Mexico bowl, somewhere close by to the point where people can, can drive. They don't have to fly a lot of miles, which, I think in my mind, I think we should be playing in variable bowl. Let's play against a tougher opponent instead of these, you know, weak weak opponents that we never heard of. Like last week we played uh my Miami of Ohio. I never heard of them, but we lost to them. So I wanna play teams that we have heard of. You know? So um with that being said, uh, I hope that they, uh, get it close, closer to home. If not, then, you know, we gotta just pay the price and, tra- pay the, pay the price and travel. Um, you know, support the team, all that stuff. So, but that's later on. Uh, we got business to finish. We got two more games. We got UAB next. That is a six, we are a six point the undergo- underdog, which is, that's surprising to me because we, UAB has not shown any flashes of being that great of a team. But then, then again, it's a road game because, and North Texas tends to struggle on the road. So we just got to see what happens. And then, you know, we got a buy, another bye week and then we got Rice. We got Rice in the 26th on the last, last home game. And so that's how the schedule is going to pan out. All right. Um so in this game you know when, when you have a blowout you have to protect your players uh, a lot of players went down this game um uh, Iowa day the running back i think i'm not a doctor or anything um i i saw the injury and i'm like okay this might be a torn acl or something um i got to get clear i got to get more information on that um so but for future references, when you're in a blowout like that, when, especially when you're like up by 31 points in the third quarter, don't you think you start taking out those players and live another day instead of just trying to get hurt? Because FIU or any other team that you blow out, they're thinking, okay, we gotta, we're frustrated. We gotta make plays. Um, so with, with that being said, you gotta protect your players, players with a 31 point lead. I understand they want to keep on playing and I get it, but you got this team handling. Like there's, you don't need to put up more points just to prove yourself that you're, you're, you're a great team that you say you are, which by the way, I think is reading off a script. If you were a great team, then great teams say we're ranked. We are seven, seven and two, um, nine and oh, um, 11 I know. Those are great teams. Great teams like Georgia. Great teams like uh you know, you can throw in uh, Tennessee even though they lost. Michigan, those are great teams because they they play football the right way. Us we're not a great football team. And I can say that honestly. Until you prove me otherwise, you're not a great football team to me. You're a decent football team. Let's use decent football team. Stop saying great. I mean, Ani is a good quarterback. But y'all have a decent team to the point where you're supposed to be dominating this conference and you're not. You're not undefeated in this conference. Yeah, you can have that one loss to UTSA. That's great. But you have to finish it. But with that being said, we gotta protect our players, player, players, man. Uh, I think Jair Shaw went out with a concussion, so I'm not too sure about those injuries. But then again, you don't play your players when it was a, it was a 30 plus point lead. Sit them out. Let's play another game and get the other players involved, get the other players some time to get some reps in. Um, so th- this game, number four. This game, uh, you know, play against an easier opponent on homecoming, you know, bring everybody from the past and present well, pre- well present and all that stuff and see what we accomplished in those years back then versus now. Um, so I do, at some point, want to see the schedule change a little bit. I want to see harder opponents. Like maybe that UTSA game at home could have been our homecoming game but then again we would have been killed but then the the uh the energy that 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 puts into the players you have to you have to um that gets the players going so you, i mean it, it got them going against florida and florida and national because you're playing against a team that that is nothing but when when it comes down to the schedule, we gotta play, a, uh, we gotta play a tougher opponents. I'm sorry. Whether it's a non-conference game or not. Like, like let's play against a, a, a opponent that we never heard of, but they're tougher on paper or on the field. Let's, let's do that on homecoming. I mean, I, I, I would rather, I would rather have my team play, play hard than get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, when you're making the schedule next season, make sure that whenever it's a homecoming game, we got to play against a harder opponent. I don't know. I don't know what that opponent may be in the next conference, but it's something. All right, and then my final point, my very very final point, is where do we go from here? So we're up. So we won this game by 38 points. The outlook here is we're not, we're fav- we're not favorite in the UAB, UAB game. Like I said, um, we're probably favorite against Rice. Maybe I, I don't know, but you know, then again, you know, you look at their record and they, they, they got something, <clears throat> but, um, I don't know if, if this, if this team finish, Seven to five, would it be enough to, to get into a, it in a, in a championship game in your conference? I'm pretty sure it will. And probably lose. Cause I think you have to go to San Antonio again and play them. So, so I don't know. I mean, eventually you got to play against them. And I, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know what the outcome may be, but seven to five. Yeah. If you go seven to five and then you lose. So that would be like seven and six. No way. Hold on. So six and four, you lose to UAB, you beat Rice. That's seven to five. And then the conference game, conference championship game, that's probably by what? I don't think that counts, but seven and five, that's where you end up. And then you go to the ball game and we'll see from there, but does that do enough to keep Seth Luttrell's job? We, we can't have inconsistencies to start the season. We can't, we can't have under, we were under 500 at one point and we got back of it. We, we were peaking at this time. Is this going to happen every year that, that we're going to struggle the first four or five games and then come back the next, next six or seven games and then start peaking? That's not consistency to me. Consistency means we got to start we the first game you 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 win the second game you win all that stuff we gotta start fresh we gotta start up first we gotta do that, but with this coach, we can't do that in a new conference we're gonna get our ass kicked we can't do that like like uh like we we gotta sit down and dink. Is this the right coach for this job? Do we want to attract fans from all around instead of home? Uh, instead of the whole community of Denton about this football team? We're not on the rise. No matter how you 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 pump, uh, hype up the promos and all this stuff, we're not on the rise. We're not. Now, if you want to sit here, any player, or any. Coaching staff that wants to come into my podcast and tell me I'm wrong. I would say, I will, I, I will admit that I'm wrong, but you're nowhere near on the rise. Period. Cause like I said before, you got to keep the same players, players transfer, players leave the team. They got other situations going on. So with that being said, we have to sit down. And say, you know what? Is this the right coach to move on to the next conference? We want to win championships. It's not about celebrate it's not celebrating one win and then the next win and then the next win. We have to be a, a, a we gotta get into the championship mindset every single year. We gotta have we gotta have we gotta write down goals and say, you know what? Conference championship won. I'm sorry, we gotta win nine or ten games every year. That's one. Number two, championship game. We got to win it. Number three, get to a bigger bowl game. And I'm talking about the bowl games that are after Christmas. Not before, after Christmas. Because I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing these weaker bowls. Who's going to watch a New Mexico Bowl? Who's going to watch the bowl in Frisco? I'd rather watch the bowls that are after Christmas. Like, come on, man. I want to see that. That's why we're not on the rise. No matter how much you pump up about this, we're not. But I can tell you who's on the the rise. Oh, well, I can't tell you who's on the rise. But um, the men's basketball team. I'm going to switch over gears real quick because I want to talk about this. So I'm, I'm going to do a deeper dive later on. Um, on this game yesterday so last night you know college basketball was on for the first time first time this season all college basketball so that's another topic we're going to still t- we're going to discuss college basketball w- men's women's we're going to talk about all of that but i looked at the game i looked at the score yesterday i didn't even watch the game the game was on youtube i was just trying to dive in and see what this game was all about and, you know, some, wa- some, and I was watching NBA basketball on my phone. So, and I look up on Instagram. I look up, I look at where the opponent we're playing. We're playing against Southern Nazareth. I think that's the NAIA school, if I'm, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I look at the score and I said, that's the half score? 23 to 19? What? What are y'all doing? Like, and then later, the next twenty minutes is fifty-three to forty-seven. I'm glad we won. Well, I shouldn't. No, I'm not glad that we won because this team is nothing. We never heard of Southern Nazarets. What do they have on their uh, at their school? What do they have on on their program? They have nothing. And you lose, and you beat them by six, and you want to call that a victory? And I saw some players that, that said, you know, oh, fans that said, we lost our two players. That don't matter. That gives the next person to step up, to step up their game. This game should have been, oh, by, by 30 or 40. They are in a, a school. What the hell are you doing, losing, um, barely beating them? That tells me this team is not ready. No matter how much we hype up. Like I said. This team is not ready to play basketball. You almost lost to an, a, a school. Like come on man. What what are we doing? But then again you know. I mean that that's. That's the first point. And I told someone this yesterday. You're gonna see a you're gonna see a change in college basketball. Not everybody, everybody every there's no four or five star athletes anymore. There is still, but yeah, it's like we're not afraid of you. We're gonna come in, we're gonna run our stuff. Like like I said, I'm gonna go back and watch the Southern Nazareth and North Texas game and see what they did. And, um, try to, um, divulge on, on why this North Texas basketball team is struggling against an IA school. You are a division one school. Why are you struggling against these opponents? That's p- opponent number one. So are we going to take this down the road? Is this going to be like this every game up until conference? Like, I just don't get it. I, I, I like, we shouldn't be celebrating these big, small victories against a smaller opponent. Like if, if you were playing against Kentucky or Duke or uh, Kansas, I will understand. Okay, I will understand. You lose by twenty points. I will understand that. I don't. What I don't understand is you. Oh, you barely beat an NAIA school by six points. I don't understand that. What What do they do to impress? Like you're coming before the game highly confident, dripping out your clothes and all that stuff. And then yeah, you barely beat a team by you barely beat a team by six points, guys. What are you doing? But anyways, um I have my prediction at twenty-three wins for this team. I said twenty two and a half, twenty three wins for this team. Because I feel like this team's not capable of taking that next step. I just don't see it. Not right now, but they got to convince us. But um, women's basketball, uh, we're going to talk about that. Let's not forget about the women, okay? Do not forget about women's basketball. You can watch all the Stanfords and Yukons and um, all that stuff in the world. South Carolina, but do not forget about basketball at North Texas. Women's basketball. And so I actually reached out to uh, a player on Instagram and I wanted to her to be on the show. I actually reached out to the coach too. Coach ignored me. Player said, I gotta get with the compliance and the content. I said, Okay, fine. Okay, fine. But but any player, basketball player, whether you're at North Texas, TCU, Oklahoma even, you wanna come on this show and talk about your season? The the floor is yours. We got two chairs right here. It's yours. Just let me know on all socials. But case in point, I have them at 17 wins. But I I don't, I don't expect them to do much this year. Um, you know, I expect them to get to the tournament, conference USA tournament and lose. But what would, what would that say? Right what would that say about the women's program at North Texas if every year we're, po- we're hyping up, we're asking all the questions, but we can't get to the NCAA tournament. No one believes in in, in, in us. That's why the attendance is dipping. And I like to ask a question about that. Why is the attendance dipping? Why are only 10 people showing up at the games? 10. Like, dude, they're saying y'all don't exist. They care about men's basketball more than they care about the women's basketball. That's crazy. Why? Like do do people have things to do? Okay, do do people do 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 people do do people have things to do? But yet we don't care about women's basketball and in, yeah in, uh, in Texas you only care about it in South Carolina or UConn or Stanford or whatever those states. But 17 wins to 17 wins. We got to do better, ladies. We got to do better. Now coming, uh, on the court though, by the way, on the court. Now we're going to take a break. Now coming up next, I need, I got some five storylines of the NBA from October 18th till yesterday. Um, we're going to dive into this Josh Primo story and then we're going to talk about Malika Andrews. How, how, she disrespects so much, so many black men. We're gonna talk about it next. It's Fishbowl Radio.
1: Woo! Y'all yeah. you know
2: her, right? on that Let's go! No masterpiece. Hey. Ten bad bitches and they after me. Bang. One bad bitch look like a masterpiece. Oh. Looking for a dump like an athlete. Oh. Oh. Big drip, what you call it? Big drip. I champion water ice, ice, ice. You got the cab, but can't afford them You got the bad, but can't afford them Go, Give me the beat, I ride it like a jet ski hey. So many bad bitches, they harassing me Bam. They like me cause I rap and be with the athletes. athletes Stop asking me, uh. I know they mad at me nah. Hop in the coupe, then I slide like it's Vaseline six, six, West Coast, six, four jump like a trampoline six, Take a break out, put it on the triple beam Three, I'm not from Canada, uh, but I see uh, a lot of teams uh, Canada, uh, This up, I know how to handle up. Hey. Light like the candle up, make you put a banner up uh, uh, Toss a 50 up, make them tie the club tie up, the club up. Yo, bitch, out of the game. I had the sub up. Uh, Ooh, no masterpiece. Hey. Ten bad bitches and they after me. Bang. One bad bitch look like a masterpiece. Uh, Looking for a dunk like an athlete. Uh, big drip, what you call it? Big drip, big drip. Ice chain, peeled water. Ice, ice, ice. You got the cash, can't afford it. Herd you got the bad, but can afford it? Pick a easy, make a open up and eat it. Stars in the ceiling, in my seat, they tap a pedic I see them niggas watching, and they clock tryna to sneak me. I can't hear the talking, trust the thought, they tellin' secrets. Big, back, take, look back, little nigga. Catch you down bad a nigga a whole river. Long for on my back, I'm taking care of the whole village. Somebody got shot, what you talking about, Willis? In the lobby with a brick, with your bobby with your bitch. I go Lawrence, with the fit, in the rubber with no tent. I'm from the trench, I got the dirty money rent. You were poppin', so I pop them pray to God repent. No masterpiece Ten bad bitches in the after me One bad bitch look like a masterpiece Looking for a dunk like an athlete Big drip, what you call it? Ice chain, peeled water You got the cab, but can't afford them You got the bad, but can't afford them Take off no limit to the money, money. No. I picked the gang or took a flight across the country, across the country. Right. I took the waitress, told her To keep the ones coming Get the store to get some back It wasn't left the rape running Looking like they blind But we already on it on In it. the left with Selene, Like that bad That she wanted so A lot of teens Ass-busting like them jeans Make you wanna Make you wanna Spend a fifth and Hit the scene with a donut team. Whole team full of queens Gotta
1: keep their eyes on them snake in the sky Probably wanna slide on them bet they ride on them When I put their prize on them five. Five. Tip bad bitches, Okay, don't got five of them Five
2: no masterpiece Ten bad bitches and they after me One bad bit look like a masterpiece Looking for a dump like an athlete Beak drip, what you call it? Ice chain peeled water You got the cab, but can't afford them You got the baby can't afford them Oh yeah
1: Too Oh yeah Oh yeah Too yeah Oh yeah good night Up the you need to bag it because 'cause I'm spending on red.
0: back to Jamie show. um You know, some people heard the, the song, the Migos song, Prayer Water. Uh, before I bring in next next caller, let's say rest in peace to Takeoff. He uh, passed last week uh, in Houston. Um, I apologize for not saying it on my show last week. Because, you know, I, I, w- I wake up and I'm like, okay, Takeoff's gone. I'm like, what? I didn't want to believe it at first. But people kept sending you know you know the video of what happened and all that stuff and i'm like okay i had to say something so rest in peace to take off uh again you know i accountability i'm not i you know accountability is accountability guys you know it's hard it's, it's hard it's just hard but with that being said we did it we did have a caller on the line so um caller tell us your name and where are you from you you hey, Damian.
3: I, I'm Jake, and I'm uh, calling from Fort Worth today. Uh, I've been listening to your show the last couple of weeks, and uh, I've been excited because I know you're a big basketball guy.
1: Yes, sir. And we're sir. just about
3: to jump into uh, college basketball season. So, um, you know, not being from this area, I don't know too much about UNT basketball, but I know they had a pretty mm-hmm. successful season last yes. year. Yes,
0: on the mid-side. Um, On the side.
3: On the men's side, and then, uh, you know, the women's side too, mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, they've had some good years, and, yeah. uh, maybe this is one that, uh, they're gonna do better this season than they we did just the got, last, and got will start see. to
0: build that program. Okay. We just gotta see what happens. We just gotta see. Yeah,
3: and you know, I, I know you were talking also about, um, you know, trying to get more fans out to, you know, yeah. the women's basketball o- of games course. as well. Of course. Um, You know, I think that's something, too, that's at the university level. I think they need to maybe Mm. get a little bit more creative. Right. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the uh, – I'm not saying to go to these extremes, but Mm. you remember the uh, Savannah Bananas? Yes. The the guy that took Mm. over a failing uh, minor league baseball team Mm. and turned it kind of into – an event, right. uh, an entertainment right. event of all. Right. I'm not again. I'm not saying to go to that measures, right? But you know, having some halftime show or pregame shows, kind of stuff right. like that, to kind of draw some people out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get some kids on the floor, maybe at halftime, and have some games mm-hmm. with them. Um, right. That way, maybe families would be more they, they, uh, you know excited to bring them out.
0: They do that. They do that uh, at, at college basketball, Jake, and, and and you know they do that at, at, at events. It's just uh, I don't know. I don't know what the message will be if in women's basketball, though. I, I, I don't know. I, I just they do that, but it's not like the extreme of what the Savannahs bananas do. Yeah. So, oh yeah.
3: I don't think anybody can get to that extreme.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> <So, laughs> so bringing
3: another entertainment factor in there, mm. um, you know, would be something that would be kind of unique, and then right. also I think you know support from other programs. Right programs that maybe are bringing in more people. So maybe even having, you know, having the men's team right. show up at the games and be there on the sidelines mm. in right. support of the, of the women's them. basketball team. Right. And you know, um, you know, you being a basketball player at the collegiate level at UNT, mm. I'm sure yes. you, you know, have had some strong relationships with maybe some of the, of the women's players as well. Of course. So just having both sides support each other, I mm. think, would be another kind of cool thing to see to it get is, some of those men's
0: basketball teams it out it there is a nice on some of their see. off
3: nights
0: maybe Mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool um you know you know it, the message has to be clear we got to get people out there on the women's side um you know i've been I've seeing a lot of these universities uh the bigger universities like uconn uh stanford south carolina even have over like ten thousand people so the basketball is strong in those states But it could be stronger here. It's stronger here. It's just not enough people are showing up. And so, with that being said, I I think um, a successful season on the women's side will bring – I think it will bring more people. But then again, you know.
3: I hope so for those players. I mean, you know, those players, they they, they put in that that time and effort, mm, and they deserve to have, you know, the fans and stuff like that coming out to support them as well.
0: More than 10 people, and, 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 and filling up the seats. But, for um, sure, for sure. But but yeah. But well, I
3: appreciate you having me on your show today, man, Jamie, and uh, I hope I'll be able to call in again to another uh, show, hey, hopefully here in the
0: future. I'm excited to hear time. about what you
3: got to say about all the NBA stuff coming
0: uh, up. Man, I you know, know there's about a lot about of it, stuff
3: that's been going on in the NBA. Yes,
0: I'm about to talk about them right now, Jake, so stay tuned. Um, I appreciate you calling, buddy, and um, enjoy the day.
3: Alright, thank you for having me. Have a great day.
0: You too. Thank you. Alright, so so that's a caller, guys. Like I said, you can call on this show and speak your mind. The lines are open. Okay? The lines are wide open. But, let's dive into this. Okay, so the top five storylines in the NBA. Okay? October 18th till uh, yesterday. The NBA started on the 18th of October, and we're in full swing. And actually, before we get into these topics, I told someone the other day, I said, um, the NBA, right, the basketball's not great right now. But wait till mid-January into February, it'll start to pick up a little bit. I think everyone's trying to fill everyone every- uh you know everyone's trying to get their stamina up you know some people played overseas some people have been playing basketball um in, in in other states all that stuff so give about another two months or so and uh the basketball will start to pick up but let's talk about number one the josh primo story okay so mr primo is uh he's no longer on the team um he got released before the Chicago Bulls game, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why? As a Spurs fan, well, how do you get released before a game? Something had to, ha- something happened, and it happened. Something happened. Um, and then he go- goes on and says he blames mental health. He says, okay, I'm going to take a mental break. Which at the time I said, okay, fine, fine. I don't know what happened. You know, as a Spurs fan, I like to know what happened at that moment. They're not like uh, uh, any other teams are going to release it because of this. Um so I want, I always want to know what happened. Why did that player get released? And so he made a statement and then the next day you found out that he exposed himself to, to multiple women. Now I don't like when people blame mental health for those, for that type of deal. Okay. I don't like that at all. What 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 I want is honesty and transparency, right? I want Josh Primo to say, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna sit down and get out of the hair. Get out of the way. Sorry, get out of the way. And that's what he's done. But there's a person named Doctor Hillary Cawtran. Um, you know, she said that um she said that Josh Primo exposed exposed himself in therapy species sessions um she told the Spurs 10 months ago about it she told the GM Brian Watt right she told the owner Rick Buford she told uh Pop which by the way you can tell anybody, any of those people but Pop first of all Pop has a coach to team coach has to coach the team um second thing is you're lying. Okay. You're going after a child. i sorry, you're going after, well, he's still a child, but you're still going after a child that's that's made his money in the NBA. He's 19. Like, come on, man. How low do you have to be? The man makes, what, 4.3. You're going after everything that he has to uh, have. That's his whole salary. The, also, the report came out said said, uh, he was wearing workout shorts in this session, and he he kind of flashed. He kind of flashed her there. Like I said, I don't know what happened, but I think this woman here is making a fool out of herself. And it's sad that at you're going after a child that's made his money in the league. A child that 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 said, you know what? He he can make many leaps this year. He's 19 years old. To me, he has maturity problems. And I'm not talking about that stuff because we don't, we haven't heard anything on that stuff. Um, I'm talking about on the court stuff. I want him to be a leader. I want him to let him, let him grow within the game. Um, let the game come to him. But, um, I want to play a clip on what and how one clip. Where is uh Malika Andrews talks, you know how quick she gets in reporting the story and then we're going to discuss about it next. Let's play the second clip.
4: Accountability. I'm not sure how that gets grasped Brooklyn Uh, because it's not lost on me that Ime Udoka has done incredible things with the Boston Celtics but it just seems like if we're having this conversation about Ime Udoka being hired by Brooklyn where he was an assistant coach accountability is the word I keep coming back to where is the accountability to women in the NBA Zach what do you make of this Look, at the end of the day, very few people, I believe, are beyond redemption. And I'm not saying that that's the scenario here. But what I am saying is I sincerely hope that when we talk about due diligence and vetting, the Brooklyn Nets are taking into account multiple voices on this and who could be affected. Because we know that this is going to be ongoing. A psychologist who worked for the San Antonio Spurs has sued the team and former player Josh Primo, (laughs) claiming he exposed himself to her multiple times during private sessions. Hillary Cawthon worked as a performance psychologist for the team, and a lawsuit filed Thursday alleges that 19-year-old Primo exposed his genitals to her on nine different occasions despite, quote, her numerous complaints about Primo's improper sexual conduct to the organization's leadership. Cawthon spoke publicly about the allegations against Primo for the first time Thursday in an emotional press conference where she openly wept throughout. She said, quote, I am many things, but I'm not alone in this fight to do the right thing. Primo has denied any wrongdoing and Spurs CEO RC Buford just released this statement, quote, We disagree with the accuracy of the facts, details, and timeline presented today. While we'd like to share more information, we will allow the legal process to play out.
0: So you heard what Malika Andrews said, and also the second clip. So I'll, I'll get into the second clip later on. That's my second point. Let's finish this Josh Primo story, okay? So I want to say to the therapist: Therapist, where you not making eye contact with Josh Primo? Where you not looking him in the face? Like I, I just want to know. Like I, I, like you have to give give us more details than fake tears cuz that's what i see right now like i'm going to believe josh primo till the f- actual facts come out and i'm not and and i'm not disputing what she's saying i'm not disputing what any women are saying but let's give the man a chance to say to to say to at least um You know, let's get all the facts first and then we can say, you know what? He's a bad person for doing this and all that stuff. She might have a point. She may not, but it's pretty sad right now that you're going after his money. He doesn't make a lot, but you know, come on now, really, but you know, it is what it is. He's a free agent. Um, that he's there. Like I said, the investigation, they're looking into it, which is ridiculous. And so. I'm just going to leave it at that and I hope, and I hope Josh Primo can find another team to go on. Maybe the Spurs can sign him back or, or, or another team that he can play on. But I, I do think that the Spurs made the right decision. Uh, you can't go after Pop. Pop has a team to coach. How sad do you have to be to go after a Hall of Famer? That's very low. Like, like you should be ashamed of yourself to go after the greatest head coach of all time. Yes, I said the greatest, but people will argue with that. But, he has a team to coach. You cannot go after a coach like that. He's successful. Let him be. But, when the facts come out, guys, I'll explain more of my opinion. Number two, let's go into the Nets drama. Listen, the Nets our horrible team the Nets are you just heard what Malika Andrews said, okay you you heard clips of how she's able to quit to to this is a Malika Andrews and the Nets issue let 's start with Malika Andrews first. This woman here has no filter right this woman goes out to black men like prey. she's preying on black men. she has no respect for black men like I can remember a situation I can remember when she talked about joe missoula who's who is the head coach of the Boston Celtics, uh how he brought up his criminal history in West Virginia okay, first of all that that was in college he did his time, okay he paid his fine. Let it go. You don't need to bring all that stuff in 2022 with something that happened in college. I'm pretty sure his family heard about it. He he may he approved it. So in this case, the man has a job in Boston. He's doing a pretty good job. But yet, you can't give him the same respect that you give to other white coaches in, in the NBA. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? You don't respect black men. Like we, like everybody makes mistakes. It takes the human beings to say, you know what? I messed up. I'm going to fix it. That's what Joe Mazula did. That's what Ime is going to do. Ime, yes, he messed up, but what about the lady that, that was there with him? Two people came together, made agreement and said, we're going to have sex without anybody knowing. We, ha- I have a husband. I have a wife. We're going to come together and have sex and go behind our partner's backs. Why isn't the other woman, the other woman getting involved? Where's she at? Well, oh, yeah, we, we put that on Ime, which by the way, he could be the Nets Nets head coach. And why? Why do you go with Ime? Why? What, what are we, what, what are we doing? What motto? I just don't understand this. Like, he's he's suspended by the Boston Celtics. The boston Celtics still own him. Um, you know, and Jock Vaughn, he's been a coach in the in the, in the NBA, but yet you can't give the man a chance. He's been there for three for a week, and you can't give him a chance. But yet you want to focus on a guy who doesn't care about playing basketball. A guy that will promote um uh a, a, a movie. A guy that says, You know what, I don't care what you think, which is fine. Okay? That's on him. Why are we trying to to support Kyrie? You know, why why are we trying to uh you know engage him in basketball? The man does not want to play basketball, period. You see it. You see it in press conference. You see it. I mean, on the court, he's great. But off it, he's an asshole. He don't want to play. Period. There's other guys out there that want to take his spot. There's other guys that are playing overseas. There's other guys that aren't playing in college. There's other guys that are playing in the G League that want to take Kyrie's spot. But yet, we got to focus on one individual. One. That's why the next are a distraction. And this is why they'll never win a championship. Because you want to focus on this fucker that wants to say, you know what? I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to say, I'm going to play basketball for 30 minutes. Or better yet, I'm going to play for 30 games and then sit out the rest. Like, why? Are we, what, what, why? why are we wasting our time? Why do the Nets care about that one player? Why does the media care? There's other teams that we can talk about they are making significant changes, which I'm going to talk about. We don't care about the Nets. They are a horrible team. We don't care. Period. Let Kyrie go do what he needs to go do. But I want the Nets to focus on basketball. Period. But guys, it goes to my next point. The Lakers are... Uh, but Speaking of horrible teams. The Lakers... Are two and eight. They got beat by Utah Jazz twice. Last night they got beat 139 to 116. Obviously there was no LeBron and there was, and that was it. The Utah Jazz are a fabulous team. Look at their head coach, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But why are we wasting our time on the Lakers and the Nets? Why there are bad teams, especially the Lakers? They're two and eight. They have no chemistry. Nothing. You got one player that wants to say, has the ego as high as my uh, Mount Everest. Uh, that wants to go after everybody like Russ. You can't go after everybody. You have to walk away. You make ten million dollars a year or more. Walk away. You play basketball. They don't. There's some Joker that, that that wants to that wants to bring you down. Play basketball. I can't go after LeBron. AD, you don't care about basketball. Period. You just said uh you just said after the season you didn't even pick up a basketball. What have you been working on? What have you done in the offseason to say you know what? I can be I can I should belong on a basketball team. You don't even care. Why do we focus on this team media? This team is nothing. We got, what, six, seven teams better than the Lakers and the Nets. But yet we care about them. We want to focus on where they go. They're two and eight. We, We can't waste our time and energy on those teams. I want to spend on, 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 teams on the Utah Jazz. They're nine and three. Their their team, they're, they're supposed to be tanking, but they're not. The Portland Trailblazers are seven and three. Dame Litter is healthy. Their team has a balance now. Every, every Simons is coming on his own. That team is nowhere to mess with. They are seven and three. Like, what are we doing, man? San Antonio Spurs, even though we're on four game losing streak, they're five and six right now. I thought, honestly, we'll be one and 10. I thought we'll be one and 10. But this is, this is, this is a surprise to me, guys. I thought, you know, I thought it would be worse than that. But this team plays hard. It's just that we can't finish. We're five and six. I mean, you know, it's a long NBA season. We're, we're we're going to go do the ups ups and downs, but at the same time, um, you know, they're going to recover, and they have done that. They're five and six guys, midway through that. Well, I, I, well, in the first two weeks of the season, two and a half weeks. The OKC Thunder. I mean, you know, they got a bunch of draft picks. They're four and six, like. We're wasting our energy on the Nets and the Lakers. The ESPN is all about Nets and Lakers. The ESPN won't do anything about Malika Andrews. Like, th- listen to her voice. You see all her colleagues um, just trying to deflect the, ke- the conversation to basketball. Why do you focus on the drama of black men? You don't focus on the drama of white men. You, you know, if it, if it's on the other side... I'm pretty sure you you'll keep quiet about that, but yeah, you want to bring in, you want to bring another person's history up. How low do you have to go? Why does ESPN do something about this? It's is why I don't watch NBA TV t- today because of her. She's horrible. Like, like when I watch shows like that, when I watch NFL primetime, I'm looking for the highlights. When I watch, um in, in NHL, I'm looking for the highlights and I'm looking for, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking for analysts, okay? In that in that phase, I'm not looking for um, a disrespect on black men. I'm looking for the analysts. That's why I don't watch NBA TV today. I think honestly they should get rid of it because if Malika is going to be on it, then and not and not have her colleagues respect her. Then you got to get rid of it or better yet, get a new host. But ESPN doesn't see it. ESPN sees numbers. A guy like me that one that loves college football, college basketball on ESPN. I love it. You know, I I just think ESPN is about money, man. They don't care about, you know, they don't care about the ethics. They care about the money. You know, your viewership is men. Come on now. Get it together. Now, before we we wrap up, I want to talk about – before we wrap wrap up, guys, these teams are falling apart. The Minnesota Timberwolves are 5-6, and okay? They got Rudy Gobert in the offseason. They have no identity. Their defense is horrible. Um, Do I think they're going to fix it? They could fix it, but we'll see. Um, But they're not – on they're not the team to beat right now. I thought they will they would be, but they're not the team to beat right now. Golden State, um the reason people are not talking about Golden State is because of their record. They're four and seven. Um they're horrible on the road. Like it's better to play the Kings every game. If you play the Kings every game, hey you're gonna you're gonna be five hundred by the end of it. Um the Los Angeles Clippers, you know that's everybody's pick to win the championship It's been like that for, like, the last two to three years. But they can't take the next step. It's always going to be Kawhi is not going to play. Uh, Paul George, he's the only guy that's playing. There's no consistency on that team. And like I said, once the Lakers focusing on AD and letting Russ talk bad about the fans, like, Kawhi, Kawhi can't step on the court. He's good at missing games. You miss a whole entire season just trying to get your knee right, but yet it's like it's like you're sitting out. Are you going to be that guy, Kawhi, that sits out every other game? Yeah, I have even played a game since, what, the second game of the year. Like, dude, I, I just don't get it. Th- these players, I, I just don't get it. You don't want to play anymore. I just don't get it. Chicago Bulls are 6-6. Six and six. You know, I thought they'll rise up to the East, but – you know, um again, like I said, um, basketball would be better later on. And I think this team might might reach its peak at that time in the east. Um, one more team, the Dallas Mavericks, they're six and three. Um, I thought be they'll be a little bit better than this. Just wait. Luka's gonna be tired. Remember, he played in he played in Slovenia for the Euro Cup. Uh he played over there. Um, even though he has what, nine straight games of so thirty plus, he that's that's what's keeping them alive. If it was out Luca, just take Luca off that team. Where would the Mavericks be? The Mavericks would probably what be two and nine. I'm sorry, maybe maybe two and seven. I'll give them two and seven. But I'm pretty sure Luca's gonna gonna tire out if you don't provide help. If you don't get him help, then he's going to tire out. That's it. That's it. The Mavericks don't know that. Jason Kidd doesn't know that. But I know that. Many fans that watch basketball know that. Well, well, it, there's a difference between a fan, a, a, a bandwagon, and a fan. A fan would be like, like me. I'm not a Mavericks fan. I do see what what I see. I see that Luca getting tired. He's getting tired. He's carrying the team on his back. Period like come on man give him some help Jalen Brunson did that and and he took the money and and is in New York now but but we gotta fix this man we gotta fix this at ESPN I'm, I'm sorry we gotta fix this man we gotta fix we gotta stop talking about the Nets we gotta stop talking about the Lakers we don't care about those teams period we don't that's my final take, man. Like, like, this is, this is unbelievable that we gotta dive in the schedule every game about the Lakers. That you don't talk about any other team in the league. If something were to happen on their team, you talk about it. But the Lakers is like you from top to bottom. That'll take my interest away. I change the channel because they're gonna talk about the Lakers. They're gonna talk about the Nets. What about those other teams? What about the Mavericks? What about the Spurs? What about the Jazz? They're nine and three. The Jazz. Like who would have known? Will Hardy is their coach. Will Hardy is a defensive minded coach. It's not a surprise guys. Like no one knew Will Hardy, but I did. I, I said, you know what? We're, we're just going to see. You're seeing it now. Look at the players who they picked up, Colin Sexton and Laurie Monkman. Those guys were, were lost on other teams. They go to Utah and they're shining. That's all it takes. But well, we got to fix this, man. But that's the end of our show, guys. Now, next week, we're we're definitely going. There was no Cowboys scan, so that's why I didn't get into it. Um, you know, I do – say we have to sign OBJ the more we talk about it uh the more we talk about it he's going to get signed by another team and we're going to lose out and everyone's going to be mad in the, uh, uh, either at the radio station or in Dallas we got to sign him this is your opportunity he should be playing right now sign OBJ and then we'll talk about the Dallas versus Green Bay, we'll dive into that. Um, it should be a win. And then we'll also dive into the North Texas versus UAB game. I might have a little basketball teaser on the, on, on, uh, uh, for you. It, you know, when I get to the North Texas versus Southern Nazareth game, see what they did wrong, see what they did right. So stay tuned. Um, if you're on YouTube, um, uh, you can like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you're anywhere, we're on Spotify, um, I always, you know, on my page, uh, go to my page and, you know, post whatever you want, guys, it's, it's free, it's open. So, and then call in like the man, Jake.